0: Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you in your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. This is one of my special bonus dialogue segments. And I had this question I was thinking about when would somebody want to use an app for their business versus when would you want to use a responsive web page. And I'm thinking, who do I know about this? So I invited my my resident text for me, my friends Abid and Hassan from VenueX. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Alan, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. So this was just one of these random thoughts I had, and I'm thinking, well, I can't answer this because I don't build apps, uh, you know, and I talk about website strategy and stuff like that. But you guys. With VenueX, you actually have an app and you have responsive web page and, obviously, desktop for your clients. So just real, real quick, uh, one of you, uh, Abed,
1: just what is VenueX and what do people use your app versus web page for? Sure, sure. So, so VenueX is essentially, it's a collaboration tool for venues to work with their clients directly into in, in one platform, both on web as well as on mobile. So we help them just make a better experience with their guest their floor plans, their documents, everything related to the event all in one place. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to thinking about a web app versus a mobile app, there's, there's a bunch of differences there. A web app is essentially just a piece of software that runs on the web, runs on the web browser. So the internet is driving it completely versus a mobile app, which is a piece of software that's living directly on the device itself. I think app, that phrase app is what confuses people here.
0: So a web app... Is just it's a web page. You don't need any special software. You don't have to download anything. If you have a browser on your phone, you can access it.
2: Yep. That's just like right. Facebook.com, right? So okay. you okay. go to Facebook.com, that's a web app, right? But then you can access Facebook.com on your phone. That's still a web app. Right. Uh, but then you can download the Facebook app from the app store. Now you have just what I think what people think of as just the adjectiveless app.
0: Okay. Got it. So uh, like I have Facebook Messenger, the app on my phone, but I could go to facebook.com on my phone and go to Messenger and I'm still getting all the same stuff. So because you can access this same stuff both ways, Hassan, if somebody's thinking, why would I want to create an actual mobile app, something someone would have to download, somebody in the wedding and event industry, what would it be that either you couldn't do on the, the web app? Or that would be better served for mobile app.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it gets a little bit technical, but you always want to think about you know the app when you do a mobile app. There's always a little bit more friction, so that's something you would download from the app store. Okay, you know people have to go find it on the app store and they have to download it. Uh, so you always want to make sure that you're doing that for a good reason. So you don't want to do a mobile app just to have somebody look up your phone number. That wouldn't make any sense. That's, you know, a website is perfect for that. Now, uh, you know, what we do, we have the mobile app for the uh, venues. Guests can download the mobile app and take photos and have Mm -hmm. a shared gallery in the app from the venue. Uh, That makes a lot more sense because things like taking photos using the camera, uh, downloading large files, things like that can be done much, much more easily on the app, so that makes sense. Hey, you know what, there's a technological limitation on the website, so that's where it's worthwhile to download something onto your phone.
0: Now, does an app have to have an internet connection to work?
2: Uh, It does not.
0: Okay, so there's another advantage if somebody, let's say, is in a more rural location or spotty internet, which is funny because we're going to all laugh here because we had tech issues trying to get on talking about <laughs> yes. tech, which is which is always a funny thing there. But there are a lot of people that don't have a strong internet connection. I saw somebody recently online, they they have a venue that's another building that's separate from their main building. And they're asking, how do we get good internet over there, right? Are, are they going to tr- dig a trench and run a wire or are they going to do it wireless? So there's a really good reason there is offline, you can use this all of this technology there, and then I guess when you get online, it'll upload or update or or stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, okay, that's so that,
2: exactly what we do.
0: Okay, so so if people uh, guests are at a wedding, take pictures through the app, they don't have to have a connection, and then when they get to a reliable connection, it ju- it uploads automatically.
2: Yep, exactly
0: that. Oh, very cool. That's very yeah. cool. That's actually making it really clear now. So if if somebody's thinking, "Hey, I want to have these features." But I'm, I don't think we're going to have a reliable internet connection, or I don't want everybody getting on my, my internet at once because that could also be a problem. Um, bandwidth is definitely a problem. That would be a good reason there. What other reasons, uh, Abed, what other reasons might somebody want
1: to go app versus web? So the use case is really important. So okay. kind of taking a step back, the, the cost of building a web application, the deployment of it versus a mobile app, is it's much faster to deploy a web app, and it's much cheaper to deploy a web app, and also the maintenance of it going forward. You can make real-time updates, you can make changes pretty quickly if there's bugs, you can squash those bugs pretty fast versus a mobile app. You have to go through an uh, an app store approval process. So for the device itself, whether it's for the iOS app store, or it's for Google Android Play Store, or if it's for Microsoft, whatever the case may be, there's an app store approval process there. So there's a lot of friction to get an update out. Um, So thinking about the use case, You know, for the particular person who's looking to build an app, are you are you building an app for one time use to to gather static information or to to do something one time for the customer? Is it and is it worth the kind of headache of building it out and the cost of that? Probably not. Now, if, if somebody's building out a mobile app for an extended period of time for their customers to be using and they and they know that there won't be any friction for them to download the app and actually use it for an extended period of time it's worth the investment in it because it's, it's, you're always going to have a better experience mobile versus web if it's going to be used for an extended period of time. The offline capabilities, just, just the, the user experience, we call it the UI, the UX, the user interface, the user experience, and also kind of something called a native experience where you have a uh, kind of the designs and the user experience of the app itself on your actual device will be specific to that device. So you're going to have a, a better experience Okay, so well, you talked about getting updates and we have to get
0: approval process. You obviously have to get an approval process to get the app in the store to begin with. Yeah. So what not talking about dollars because every app's going to be different. What's the time frame for somebody who, once they've developed this app <laughs> yeah. to get it into the Google Play Store, the uh, Apple store, how
1: long does something like that take? I love that question. So we deal with this every single time we deploy to a new client. Um, so the app stores they operate a little differently from each other. So, just Google specifically tends to be a little bit more lenient on the deployment of a mobile app. There's less restrictions, to, less friction to get the app out. There's not really much of an a- approval process. They're going to look at the app. They're going to make sure it's it doesn't it fits a certain criteria. And once that is the case, that'll probably take about two weeks or so. Um, okay. Sometimes a little less for iOS for the Apple App Store. It's a little bit more different depending on whether or not you're going to be registering as a company versus an individual, there's right. different processes in place. So if it's a company, you have to go through an approval process of the company first. So the legal entity in which you're putting the app on the app store, that tends to create some friction because if there is something, if you don't have something called a Dunn's number, which is just a, a specific code from Dunn and Bradstreet, who's kind of like an over, overbody right. of, of companies and businesses, Um, If you don't have that, you won't be able to actually deploy to the app store. So you have to get the the DUNS number first. Once you have that, Apple has to approve it and make sure it links to the legal entity. And then once it's time for them to approve the app, they do a verification process where they have to verify that the person who's uploading it, it has to be on the phone, Mm -hmm. the person who's uploading it has the legal authority to bind the app. Okay. So once that's in place, then they go ahead And you submit it to the Apple, to the app stores with screenshots, with the actual build, with descriptions and everything you need. Um, That typically takes probably, after all that's done, Apple approves it usually within about a week or so. Okay. So a few more hoops to go through.
0: A few more hoops. Okay. Versus again, a web app or a creating a website with, with the features that you want here, which is basically when you're done, you push publish and it's up. And that's it. And then you want to make a change, like you said, you make a change, and next person that goes to that page, that site, they have the changes. It's already done there. So obviously a lot easier, probably a lot less expensive to go through web. But we do have, you know, some restrictions here. If you don't have a good connection, that's going to be a problem. uh, Things like that. So again, you have you've gone through this, and you mentioned you kind of glided over something. So you have a, a mobile app but every time you launch for a new client, your case being a new venue, you create a new app for them as opposed to everybody's using your one app at every venue?
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay,
0: so Hassan, w- what's the thinking there versus we have the X app that everybody would use?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, at its core, the idea is with something like an event, You know, when you're talking about winning venues, something so important, uh, the branding is really important. Uh, so, and it, it actually, you know, so we what we call it white labeling. So we white label the web application or what we call the client portal, and we white label the mobile app or the guest mobile app. Uh, and the thinking there is okay, when someone comes, now they're going to search for your venue's name on the app store. Uh, so it's branding and recognition, and people come and start to recognize your brand, and you can do different things with it. You know, you can do SEO where You know, now people are coming across you just on the app store, might be a new source of leads, things along those lines. And then most important of all, it creates a level of trust. They know where that app is. Uh, You know, X venues know who we are, but the people attending the wedding may not have heard of us, right? We're talking to venue owners, but they do know the name of the venue that they're getting married at, the place that they're actually attending. Uh, So there's a great advantage there. And then once they've downloaded the app, you also have the ability, we put in a nice description about each venue. Uh, and then you can drive traffic, you can track different things. And that's where apps kind of really stand out from the website in that you have that ability to just uh, brand and present yourself just a little bit differently than you can on the web.
0: So it it sounds like for a venue, it's a lot less crowded of a space. If I have Alan's wedding venue in, you know, wherever I am at, you know, in Oklahoma City, there aren't going to be a lot of my competitors that would have apps. Right. So that could be a point of differentiation that might be worth the extra effort.
2: Is that? Do you hear that from your clients? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, I think our clients may not know exactly just about the extra effort because we do all <laughs> of the stuff that I mentioned, so we take care of that for everybody. Right. right. Uh, so you know, I think, and that's you know, I think that's kind of at the core of the whole thing is it can be worth it. It's the effort. You know, when with for us as Venux, uh, you know, we deploy you know multiple apps a week. It's no problem. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got it into a process. Somebody doing it for the first time, it may, may not be worth it to do that. But when you have something, right. hey, it's a little bit easier. It makes sense. So, in other
0: words, because all three of us happen to be in New Jersey right now, is you, you need a guy, is what you're saying. Yeah. Need you, yeah. you, 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 need, you need a guy, and I have I, I needed a guy for this, and I have two guys. So there you go. But but I, I, I know we we laugh about it, but it's true. If somebody's tried to go through that process or said, okay, I got an email from somebody who said they can build me an app. It's not just building you the app. It's building you the app, getting the approvals, getting it into the right place. And then, of course, it's the upkeep on it. So with what you guys, I think, have done with Venue X, is said, listen, you're not going to have to go through the time or the cost on that. We're going to take care of all of that. You're going to pay for the using this product as opposed to development, which is, I think, one of the hardest things I've ever seen what people do is how do you start with a blank sheet of paper, Right. So you already have that done there. So you're you're getting them a lot further. You know We're already crossed the 50-yard line and we're a lot, lot further down the road there. So summing this up for people, uh, web, easier, probably cheaper, faster to market with it. You do need a good connection. It, and if you're going to have a lot of people on it, certainly if you're a wedding and event vendor, if you're going to do it, uh, again, you said photographs. Now we're talking about large files because everybody you know is carrying a high definition camera in their pocket now as a matter of fact my high definition has three cameras on it so let's <laughs> let's go here those of you listening didn't see me take out my iPhone 11 pro with the three cameras on it I think I saw a commercial the other day I think it was an Android phone that had four cameras on it I mean it's just, <laughs> it's, just it, yeah.
2: it,
0: it, it's crazy it, it's crazy but photos take up a lot of room videos take up a lot of bandwidth a lot of room. Um, I was, my dad who's 90 years old, he's got an iPhone, I don't know, a seven or six or whatever he's got there with, you know, 16 gigs or <laughs> 32 gigs or something. He's like, how do I know if I'm running out of room here? You know? So I had to go in and show him over there, but again, bandwidth and space and stuff like that. You might want to lean towards the app. If you're going to have a lot of people using it at once in a space with little or no bandwidth. So I think that's a big bucket right there. If that's your bucket, if you're listening and Your bucket is we're not going to have a good connection and we want to have all these guests using this for whatever reason. Mobile app sounds like it might be some way for you to go. Um, Okay. Just as we're wrapping up here, if anybody wants to find out more about you guys, I'm definitely going to put it into the show notes. Uh, But just to say it here for the recording, how would somebody find out more if you have a venue? So this is specifically for venues. You are venue X, right? So specifically for venues. Uh, Where would somebody to go to find out more information about venue X?
1: They can go to our website,
0: joinvenuex.com. Join, J-O-I-N-V-E-N-U-E-X.com. Okay. That's our website. Or you can reach out to us at
1: sales at teamvenuex.com.
0: Sales at teamvenuex.com. And again, I will put this into the show notes. So Hassan, Abed, thank you so much, my techies, my guys. I got my guys. I got my guys over here. We appreciate it. If anybody has any questions, please reach out to me, reach out to the guys over here. They'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Even if you are not a venue, I'm I'm volunteering for them. But they're, they're more than happy to answer your questions over there. And uh, thanks so much, guys. And we will see you on the next episode.
1: Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much, John. Thanks, Alan.
0: Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com and if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com and if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred please let me know again alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com